LaSalle, Tom Gola, man. We talked about a great player years ago. Here are the postseason awards for the A-10. As the gold standard, you know, it's our first season, our freshman campaign, and I feel like we've had a strong showing. I hope that, uh, I feel like, you know, we would be the, the rookie of the year, maybe even MVP of the year. It's been a lot of fun talking A-10 hoops all season long, um, you know, podcasting and Twitter. With all the fellow, you know, A10 Twitter, the A10 podcast, you know, I feel like we joined a part of a community and there's been a lot of camaraderie. We've gone on each other's podcasts. I mean, I guess we've only gone on yours, you know, gone on yours, but, you know, we're working progress, but it's been a lot of fun. So um, I'm going to go over, um, you know, the regular season awards, the regular season awards. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start out with, I'll start, you know, start out slow. I'm going to go with the all-rookie team. So for my all-rookie team, I'm going to go first with Adrian Baldwin from um, VCU. Ace Baldwin's been heck of a freshman for VCU. Um, I mean, he looks like he's going to be a good player for years to come. He's a solid point guard and, um, you know, with him and Bones, but Adrian Baldwin's was a heck of a freshman for VCU. Um, he's might have not shown it if you look at the stat sheet, but if you watch him, you can tell he, he's a heck of a passer, heck of a defender. He's going to be a player for, year to come, for years to come. Next on the old rookie team, I got Jameer Brickus. Might be a little bit of homer, but uh, Jameer Brickus has been that foundational piece. He's been that brick, uh, no pun intended, uh, but pun intended. Uh, for the Explorers, you know, he's that building block, that building brick. Um, not building brick shots, but uh, that brick, you know, that foundational piece for the Explorers. He's really gotten better as the season's going on. He's looked to be more assertive on offense, but also get his teammates involved as well. Um, next, I got Tyler Kolick from George Mason. He looks like to be a, a heck of a player, too. He's a really good shooter. Um, I mean, they're a senior lighting group, and Tyler Kolex looked heck of the part for um, David Paulson and the Patriots. Next, I'm going to go another Philly guy, but um, Jordan Hall from um, Newman Gretty. You know, he's a heck of a player. He looks like a heck of a talent. Um, you know, he's got the size. I mean, this guy looks like almost like a walking triple double. He can pass, he can score, he can rebound. It'll be a nice, it'll be a nice piece for Billy Lang for years to come. And I'm gonna go last guy, Ryan DeGray from UMass. I mean, they're a young team. He looks like a nice piece for um, Matt McCall um, for years to come. And he looks like a uh, he's got all the skills. I mean, I don't know how long Trey Mitchell's gonna be there, but this guy will be there for a little bit, and he'll be a good player for the Minutemen. So those are the five I have for the all-rookie team. 
And for the rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Jameer Briggis. Shocking, right? But um, I, I think like my kind of criteria is that he meant the most out of the five guys for their team. I mean, I might have been watching it closer than most people because I watch every single cell game because I'm an alumni. And we have a LaSalle podcast, but this guy means everything to LaSalle. He's the foundational piece. He's very fundamental. He, I mean, if you're not watching every game, he does more than just what shows up in the stat sheet. He's really the focal point of Ashley Howard's offense, and um, he really sets the tone. He gets everyone involved. He could really score more if he really wanted to. I mean, is I think the leading scorer all time in his high school, and he could, but he doesn't. He tries to be selfish. He's a pass-first point guard, and you can tell. So in the next category, I'm going to go to the all-defensive team. So the first person I got is Jacob Gilliard. Jacob Gilliard, first in the A-10 in steals, and he's a heck of a defensive player. He's up there in steals, I think, all-time in the conference. He averaged over three and a half a game, which is remarkable. and um, Heck of a player for Richmond and um, heck of a career. Next, kind of same boat, Jordan Goodwin. Can't say enough. Um, heck of a defensive player for St. Louis. Very, very tough um, for you to score on. Next, I'm going to go Marcus Weathers from Duquesne. And same kind of thing. He's big and bulky. He's only like 6'5", plays a lot bigger than that. And it's key for Keith Van Brout and his group to have a guy like that. Next, I'm going to go Sam Ward, VCU. This guy's just a, a blocking machine. Um, big part of what Mike Rhodes wants to do relies on Sam Ward to kind of be a big part of his defense. And then the next guy, guys, Osun, Osuni. Can't say enough about this guy. Um, he really makes like St. Bonaventure's defense what they what they are. I mean, they play five guys, but he's just right in the center, and he's such a big focal point. He changes so much of the shots on offense or on defense because he's such a presence there leader in the attendant blocks um and for defensive player of the year i'm gonna go osun osuni i mean no doubt i mean the guy's just dominant he's a force and a half on defense and that presence is just so felt i mean it's so tough because you know he's like a walking a walking fly swatter like literally his hands are so long and he's, he's a big dude and he's very athletic and i mean <laughs> You just can't say enough about him. He's a, I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, he's definitely the best shot blocker and he makes uh, Bonnie's defense what it is. Okay. So that's all defensive. So we had our rookie, we had all defense. Now I'm going to go third team. Third team, first guy got Jacob Gilliard. I already had him on the all defensive team, but he's a heck of a piece for, Richmond, you know, him, he's one of their guards and big piece, obviously. With what he does defensively, he might have had a step down offensively, but I feel like he belongs on the third team just because of what he does defensively, you know, led the conference in steals and heck of a threat on offense. If his offense you know, would have been better this year, he would have been higher. Um, next guy I got is Jordan Miller from George Mason. 
this guy can do it all. You know, he kind of came out of nowhere, but this um, in, the, in his freshman year. But this guy really carried, uh, helped. It was a nice piece for Mason, um, like offensively and defensively. And they were able to finish, you know, sixth in the conference. And a lot of people didn't think that was possible the way they started. Third, next guy I got is Javante Perkins from St. Louis. This guy's a heck of a scorer. He started off in a non-conference play. Like this guy was going to be the 8-10 conference player of the year. He slowed down a little bit, but still heck of a season. You know, he had 17 points a game. Um, so, Javante Perkins, third guy. Fourth guy, I'm going to go Javon Green. So this guy kind of does it both on offense and defense. I didn't put him on a defensive team, but this guy's a really good on-ball defender. And he can also score on offense. And I thought um, George Mason deserved another guy on there. And then third team, I just talked about this guy, Osun Osunahi. Um, I mean, like I said, he does it all on defense. Uh, offensive game, I, if he was he averaged a few more points, I would have had him a little higher on the list. But I think he belonged on there just because of his defense alone. And, um, you know, his rebounding and the offensive game of, you know, his presence and what he does for the team. So here we go. The second team. So on the second team, all I 10, the first guy I got is Kellen Grady. Kellen Grady has been one of the best players in the conference almost every single year that he's been at Davidson. I think he's been on the first team a couple times, but I'm going to put him in the second team. He's a heck of a shooter. I mean, he's the big part of Bob McKellop's offense. Next guy, I go Blake Francis. Some people might not have this guy as high, but I'm really high on him. He's a high-volume scorer. I know sometimes he might shoot too much, but um, if he's a really nice piece of Chris Mooney's offense, and he's not hes not afraid. He's not afraid to shoot if he's cold. He's a spark. He's a heck of a scorer. He's a high-volume shooter, um, and he's a heck of a player. Next guy, guys, Jaron Holmes for St. Bonaventure. Um, early in the A-10 play, I thought this guy was going to be the A-10 conference player of the year. He kind of slowed down a little bit, but it's kind of tough when you have the starting lineup. And I feel like the kind of guys that St. Bonaventure has, there's you know five guys and they play so well, but Jaron Holmes, I feel like, kind of takes whatever Lofton and the guys are doing. Whoever's hot, that game's going to be the hot hand. And you know they're not going to try to, you know, I got to get 15 points here. I got to get 20 points. Um, he kind of does it all, but he, he's a heck of a player. Great, very good three point shooter. Um, yep. And then the fourth guy I got is Marcus Weathers from Duquesne. This guy does it kind of on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I mean, I had him on the all defensive team. He plays a lot bigger than his size, 6'5. Um, I'm really a big part of what Duquesne does on offense. Um, he's a really, he's a really big piece um, for them. Next, I'm going to go Trey Mitchell. Some people think I might have stunned him a little bit. Thought he belonged on that first team, but I didn't think. I mean, I know you can only play you know, who's on your schedule, but since UMass' schedule wasn't that difficult, they didn't play some of these better teams in the A10, and Trey Mitchell, you know, started off hot. You know, I think he had 37 points against LaSalle in their first A-10 matchup. 
never since they got cooled down, it was kind of hurt. He's still a heck of a player. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of people think he would be on the first team or maybe um, eight ten player of the year, like early in the season, but kind of cooled down still. Heck of a team, UMass kind of cooled down. So here we go. The main event. The main event is here. So we got the first team all eight and so first guy I got or I'll just not put it in any order. So for the big guy I got Grant Golden. Grant some people think that this might be a little questionable, but I think he belongs on there. He's a big part of Richmond. They Richmond runs their offense through him, and it's kind of rare. You see a big guy like Grant Golden. He's very nimble. He can pass the ball. He's kind of a finesse big guy. Um, heck of a passer. And it kind of stinks he's banged up right now. But I really think um, he deserves to be on here. Next guy I got is Kyle Lofton. Kyle Lofton, can't say enough about the guy. He plays almost 40 minutes every single game. You know, he's the quarterback for St. Bonaventure. That heck of a season, you know, first um, – place in the regular season for the, um, the A-10. He does so much. Not the best three-point shooting, but he just does so much. He passes the ball. He has a great mid-range game. He's the heart and soul. He's the captain of the team. He just does so much for Bonaventure offensively and defensively. Um, the next guy I'm going to go is John Crutcher. John Crutcher, John Clutcher has been you know, a heck of a player for Dayton. Obviously, just shame about last season, but He's been there all season, been consistent. Um, just a good way to play, like very clutch, very good two-way player. Um, next guy, I'm going to go Jordan Goodwin. This guy plays so much bigger than his size. You know, he's 6'3", averages a double-double, does it on both sides of the floor. Big part of uh, Billikens and uh, very deserving. And this next guy, uh, got to go, Nashawn Bones Highland. This guy, single-handedly, I feel like you could almost give him almost every single award. You could have given him Sharpshooter of the Year. You give him Most Improved. But my, I'm going to put him, he's my Player of the Year in the A-10. I don't think it's really close. And it kind of makes sense. Coach Deere, I would go Mike Rhodes. Kind of, it stinks. But, you know, he got hurt um, against George Mason. I mean, Bones just was very consistent. And, you know, last year he was a freshman and he averaged nine points a game. And he had quite the jump from year one to year two. Um, and he was just more than just, you know, a three-point shooter. He was a heck of a defender. Um, he was able to get to the rim. And, yeah, it kind of stinks that he was able to go out that way. Hopefully he'll be able to play some in the A-10 tournament and – yeah, the player of the year, the Sean Highland. So those are what we have, you know, for the first, second, third team in A-10, as well as all-defensive team and all-rookie team. I feel like it's a pretty solid list. So if you have any discrepancies when you hear this, um, DM us, add us, whatever you want to do. But I feel like this is a pretty – if you watched A-10 basketball, this list shouldn't be too kind of crazy. I feel like it's right in line. We know what we're talking about. Like, this is the gold standard. All right, I'm recording this podcast Monday night. The bracket is now final. 
for the Atlantic 10 tournament. Number one, you got St. Bonaventure, two, VCU, three, Davidson, four, St. Louis, five, UMass, six, George Mason, seven, Dayton, eight, Richmond, nine, Duquesne, 10, Rhode Island, 11, George Washington, 12, LaSalle, 13, St. Joe's, and 14, George Mason. So starting off, Dennis and I do a separate preview for LaSalle St. Joe's. You know, that podcast strictly LaSalle, so we don't want to go too far outside of um, LaSalle, but um, I'm going to make this podcast more about the A-10 um, and talk about that. So the first game, Wednesday, March 3rd, LaSalle takes on St. Joe's. It's the third time the teams have uh, played each other. LaSalle won the first one. St. Joe's won the second one. Should be a heck of a matchup. St. Joe's is one of the hottest teams in the A-10. They just beat Richmond tonight. Ryan Daly's back. You know, he was one of the leading scorers last season in the A-10, and, you know, they're meshing all cylinders. You know, you got him, you got Taylor Funk, you got um, Jordan Hall. I mean, that team, and Cameron Brown's playing well, and um, Raheem Moore, they're – um, you know, meshing on all cylinders are playing really good offense. Billy Lang's guys, guys going well at the beginning of the season. You're wondering why they were scheduling, you know, the teams that they were playing. You know, they played Auburn and Kansas and um, Villanova and even Tennessee, and they were, you know, not doing that well. And they're like, what is he doing? Like, you want to get your guys' confidence up. But, you know, that tough love, you know, Philadelphia, all about the brotherly love, you know, he's shown his – Players, tough love, you know. I know Billy Lang from Art, um, Bishop Eustis in Jersey. Shout out Anthony Morelli. Anthony um, but this team's playing well at the right time. And that's all you can ask at this time of year, especially with this, with, with this kind of season. A lot of people discount St. Joe's. You know, they see them. They've, I think, only won, like, three games in conference and they've won three games in a row and a lot of people overlook them, but they're playing really good ball. And, you know, they're playing LaSalle. LaSalle's been up and down all season. You know, they have wins over Dayton, over St. Louis, over Richmond. And, you know, this tournament's in Richmond. So it should be interesting. Um, When these teams have played, you know, both of the games were in the 80s. They were, I feel like, pretty good games. The last game was, I feel like, you know, it kind of looked like the, you know, the classic Big Five game. Um, and, you know, you miss that. You know, you don't have Temple this year. I mean, Temple's not really, um, you know, the powerhouse or that they used to be. You know, Penn's not playing at all. And, no, Villanova's having a pretty good year. But, I mean, it's not the same. You know, you're not going to the Palestra watching games or – it's a shame, but it's nice. It'll be nice to see this team, these teams square off to start off the A-10 tournament. So I'm really excited as a LaSalle alumni, um, and, you know, with the St. Joseph's Prep High School. So, of course, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, should be a heck of a matchup. Um, I mean, on paper, you think St. Joe's keep rolling, but you don't know what what, what LaSalle team is going to show up. I mean, Jameer Burkus. Has been a heck of a point guard all season. Um, 
You know, Sharif Kenny has had a pretty good year. Christian Ray does it all, so I can't wait for the matchup um, on Wednesday morning. So, you know, it's a pillow fight, but I feel like it's a there's a lot on the line. It should be a heck of a pillow fight. Um, I feel like there's a lot of intrigue. So the other game on Wednesday, the other pillow fight game, the 11 team, George Washington against the Fordham Rams. Should be a pretty interesting matchup. You know, Fordham hasn't played in a while because of a, um, their campus-wide pause um, for COVID. You know, George Washington was hadn't played in a really long time. They've played the fewest amount of conference games in the Atlantic 10. But, I mean, they have a heck of a dynamic duo in James Bishop and Jamison Battle. But it should be interesting to see, you know, how rusty Fordham is. I mean, you know, Soriano is a heck of a big people question why he went to Fordham, but he's a heck of a big guy. And if those those guys in Fordham can hit, hit threes, you know, Rose and Austin and Cobb and I think Perry, I mean, they might, they might be able to give him a game, but I know that, you know, James Battle or um, James Bishop, he'll be gunning, he'll be shooting, he'll be looking for his shot. Um, same thing with Jameson Battle. Those two guys will have to be a big reason why they um, carry themselves over Fordham. But, you know, I'm excited for Wednesday, obviously. Um, should be a lot of fun. So moving on, I guess, to the other games that are set in stone. So on Thursday, 11, the 11-8 game, you got Richmond and Duquesne. Should be a heck of a battle. It's kind of crazy. You know, Richmond's kind of had a whirlwind of a season. I guess it was kind of a shame from the start that, you know, Nick Sherrod tore his ACL. Um, that, I mean, they could really use that three-point shooting right now. I mean, I feel like they're kind of banged up. You know, Grant Golden is a little banged up, and I feel like they're not playing like the team um, that I think was picked to, I think, come in first in the conference, I believe. They're not playing good ball. And they still, they're, they're still a very talented group. You know, Jacob Gilliard is probably going to be first team all defense. You know, he's, he led the conference in steals. Tyler Burton is a heck of a sophomore. I mean, he's a very talented player. You know, Grant Golden, he's a little banged up, but he's a heck of a facilitator, and, you know, he runs that um, team. as a big guy. You don't really see that too often. And then you got Blake Francis. I feel like he's the guy who has to carry that team if they're going to do damage in the A-10 tournament. You know, he's a dynamic scorer, and he's not afraid to shoot. Even if he's cold, he'll continue to shoot and – He's going to continue. You know, Mooney's going to give him that green light. He's going to keep shooting um, if he's cold. So, and they kind of need him if they're going to, you know, make noise in the Atlantic 10 tournament. So, on the other side, you know, you have Duquesne um, over the weekend. Duquesne beat Rhode Island, but um, on Wednesday, they lost to Duquesne, um, LaSalle. So, I feel like they're kind of up and down. Um, I feel like a big. You know, you need Michael Hughes to be that shot blocker in the center. Um, you got to feed him the ball. You got to be physical with Richmond. You know, um, Grant Golden's banged up. 
you know, Marcus Weathers and Michael Hughes have to be those kind of presences inside. Um, I feel like if, if they want to beat Richmond, I feel like that's kind of the key to the game. Marcus Weathers and Tavian Del Martin. You know, Tavian Del Martin's got to be that facilitator. You know, he's got to take his shots and he's got to let Weathers and Hughes do what they do best. And I think that should be a pretty close game. Um, I actually see Duquesne winning. It's, I mean, a lot of people think that Richmond's on the bubble, but I feel like they're kind of leaking oil. Um, I expect Duquesne to win that game. So the one o'clock game will be UMass against LaSalle or St. Joe's. I feel like UMass, it's kind of a, it's kind of sad because they've they were on pause for a while, and I feel like right now they're also kind of leaking oil. Trey Mitchell doesn't look like the same player that he was um, in the beginning of the A10 season, and you know, um, and I feel like you have him, and you have a bunch of guys. You know, you got Carl Pierre and McCrory and um, Fernandes. They have some nice players, but I feel like they're, I, I feel like you know they're not playing their best ball this time of season. I, I mean, if they play, I mean they be playing LaSalle for the third time, and LaSalle lost to them, I think by 16 and 19 points. Um, I mean, it's tough to be a team three times. I know LaSalle doesn't really match up well against UMass, but it should be a very interesting matchup. And I, I, I mean. I know Carl Pierre had good games and Trey Mitchell. You know, the first game, I think he had 37 points. But I think that if LaSalle beat St. Joe's, it would be – I think they could beat UMass. I think they could beat UMass. But I think if St. Joe's beats LaSalle, I, I can definitely see them beating UMass. I mean, they're so hot right now. I mean, Funk – I feel like Taylor Funk is one of the most underrated players in the A-10. And you have Ryan Daly. He's a senior – you know, he looks like the player from the YMCA. He's a heck of a player. He's not afraid to use his body. Um, and then you got Jordan Hall, who can kind of do it all. He can shoot. He can pass. He's got height. He can get boards. Um, Cameron Brown's coming on. And, I mean, Billy Lang's, like I said, I feel like St. Joe's is definitely the team to watch out for. I can see – I can see – the winner of LaSalle St. Joe's being in UMass. So the 330 game, you have VCU playing Dayton or Rhode Island. Or no, my bad. You got Dayton against Rhode Island at 330. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Gotta have myself. Um, Dayton's coming off victory night against St. Bonaventure. A lot of people are giving um the commissioner of the Atlantic 10, Bernadette McGlade, a lot of heck for, you know, giving St. Bonaventure another game, what, three games in like five days. Um, you know, at this point in the season, it's like St. Bonaventure all but justified their number one seed. And um, more importantly, looks like they look like an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. And then they play Dayton on Monday night, kind of no point to play at this time. And uh, St. Bonaventure loses at home to Dayton. But Dayton's been so up and down this season. You know, Dayton's lost to St. Joe's. But people, I mean, they lost to St. Joe's last week. They get a bad rap for it. But St. Joe's is hot. And they return Ryan Daly, who's literally one of the best scorers in the A-10. But they also lost 
to LaSalle at home, and they lost to Fordham. But at the same time, I think they beat they beat Bonaventure. They beat St. Louis twice. So they're so up and down. Depends what Dayton team. And I think they lost to Rhode Island um, recently. So that should be a heck of a game, a rematch. So it'll be interesting to see what Dayton team shows up. You know, I feel like there'll be no fats against Crutcher. Those two seniors, you know, who wants it more? You know, Crutcher was on that team last year with Obi Toppin, and um, they were 18 and 0 in conference, and then COVID happened. They probably they would have been probably a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, but COVID happened and the season got canceled. And I mean, Dane fans are upset, but you know, Jalen Crutcher has that on his mind. You know, they were able to beat Bonaventure. I think he fouled out with like three minutes left, maybe even more than that, and they won the game. So I expect Dayton to beat Rhode Island, but that should be a heck of a game. Rhode Island's very physical. You know, Fats, I feel like he's been there forever. He's a heck of a player. You know, he's not afraid to shoot if he's cold. Um, I love Jeremy Shepard. He has such a nice three-point stroke, and I feel like he's one of the underrated players in the A-10. He always shows up. Um, Mikhail Mitchell, the Mitch, one of the Mitchell twins, the other one's hurt, is a heck of a player. And Antoine Walker, I mean, Rhode Island's not a bad team either. Rhode Island's not a bad team either. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game, but I'm going to say Dane, look at revenge on Rhode Island. And I won't be surprised if Dane makes a run in this tournament. Um, and then the 530 game, you have George Mason against either the 11C George Washington or 14C Fordham. George Mason is one of the hottest teams in this conference. A lot of people, you know, Maybe a month or six weeks ago, we're saying that Dave Paulson was going to get fired. But right now, this team is hot. He's got his players playing, you know, hot at the right time. Javon Green, A.J. Wilson, that killer game against LaSalle. Um, you know, Jordan Miller had a very good season. Tyler Colk is a heck of a freshman. And I'm not even talking about Josh Oduro, who looks like, you know, he's a sophomore and he's ready to play. So he has a good group of guys. He's coaching them up at the right time. And they look like they're a threat. I feel like not many people are talking about them, that they have a shot to win this tournament. And I feel like their path isn't that bad. Isn't that bad? I mean, they're not that far from home. They don't have to travel that far, as is in Richmond. You know, they're in Fairfax. It's not that far. You know, a couple hours or so. They're not that far, and Mason could definitely make a run. I could see that happening. You know, they got they're, they got a few seniors, A.J. Wilson and Javon Green. Um, and, they, I mean, they got the talent to do it. They got the talent to do it. Um, so, they'll be playing their George Washington or Fordham. I mean, I expect Mason to win. Um, yeah, I talked about George Washington for him a little earlier. All right. And then you got the Friday matchups. So 11 a.m. you got Bonaventure. And they'll either be playing Richmond or Duquesne. I mean, St. Bonaventure has looked like the best team the entire season um, in Atlantic 10. Um, except what happened tonight. But 
I mean, they have the best starting lineup, in my opinion. You know, Osun, Oshunihi, Jaron Holmes, Jalen Attaway, Dominic Welch, um, Kyle Lofton. I mean, those guys have been great, but I feel like it's going to be tough for them to make a run. They don't play much of a bench, but I mean, but those guys are seasoned. They played them all, um, played a lot of the minutes all season long. Maybe that's why they got tired, and that probably is going to concern some Bonifay. It's like, well, if they play three games in a row, I mean, it's going to be tougher than win a 10 tournament because, look, they played, what, five games in three days, and they just lost a day, and so they're going to have to pace themselves. They're going to need their bench. They're going to need Creole. They're going to need Shaw. They're going to need Vasquez to step up and, you know, give these key guys a breather if they're going to want to win in this matchup. I mean, they can really do it all. They're a heck of a defensive team. Osuna, he is a beast. He might, he'll probably be defensive player of the year in the conference. He changes everything. He's a heck of a shot blocker. Him and Hughes are the best in the conference. Um, yeah, but I feel like it all depends on depth. Their starting lineup is great. You know, Jalen Attaway is, you know, he, he's a good four for this team. He's perfect power forward. You know, he plays a lot bigger than his height. And then you got really good shooters on the perimeter with Dominic Welch and um, Jaron Holmes. They both shoot about 40%. And they got Kyle, Kyle Lofton, who kind of does it all. He's the quarterback of the team. He plays almost every minute of every single game. He sets the tempo. You know, he averages like 15 points, five assists, and he's there. And he's the heart and soul of the team. I think he's been um, a team captain since he was a freshman. And um, he's a heck of a player and um, the leader of their team. So I expect them to win out, out who comes out of Richmond, Duquesne. And then the one o'clock game, you have St. Louis against UMass or LaSalle or St. Joe's. So St. Louis has kind of been up and down all season. Obviously, they had a long COVID pause. And obviously, before that, they had a heck of a non-conference schedule. You know, I think they beat NC State and um, LSU. Uh, they have a good trio as well. You know, Jordan Goodwin, he'll be first team all to A-10. Got Javante Perkins. You know, you saw, I think yesterday or the day before, I don't know, it's been a long day. But he's coming back for that extra season because of uh, COVID. They're granted an extra season of eligibility. He's come back and uh, he got Hassan French, who, who feel like he's been there for a long time. So they're a heck of a troop, but they got a lot of guys and Travis Ford's a heck of a coach. You know, he was Oklahoma State. Um, but they're a very physical team. They can be up and down. You know, they lost to LaSalle. They lost to Dayton twice, but they beat Bonaventure. They just beat UMass tonight. I th- and they beat Richmond on Friday. I think they're playing ball at the right time. They've kind of been up and down, but it's kind of tough because they're on pause for a little so long. But I can see this team making a run. I think they definitely have the path. Um, I could see them beating UMass. I can see them being uh, St. Joe's. So I think Travis Ford will have um, his team ready to play. Obviously, it's not the season they envisioned, but they have one final shot to kind of prove it that, you know, if they make one final run with this group, that 
they can win this Atlantic Time tournament. And I feel like that's what he's probably saying to his guys. All right, so 3.30 on Friday, you got VCU against either Dane or Rhode Island. It's kind of a shame with VCU. You know, I think they would probably win the one seed if Bones Highland and Vince Williams don't get hurt. So it'll be interesting. But Mike Rhodes, despite I don't know what Bones Highland and Vince Williams status will be, you know, going into the game on Friday. But um, Mike Rhodes, if not, Mike Rhodes will have the next man up approach and um, he'll have his guys ready to play. I mean, it looks like he installed the havoc back and their defense is the best in the conference. Ace Ball one's a heck of a freshman. Um, and they got some other guys as well who can, you know, really step in and play good defense. But, you know, VCU, even if they don't have Vince Williams and Bones Highland. I mean, Bones Highland, in my opinion, I feel like was, is the, um, the Atlantic 10 player of the year. And I don't think it was really close. I mean, you could say he was most – you could say Bones Highland, the sharpshooter in the conference. You can say he's the most improved player, and he's the A-10 player of the year. You can say he's all three of those. And I feel like I'm not being far-fetched at all. But VCU's going to have their work cut off on him, but I feel like Mike Rhodes will have a game plan and that next man up approach um, if he's not able to have either of those guys at his disposal. And then the 5:30 game – you have Davidson playing either George Mason, George Washington, or Fordham. So, um, you know, Davidson, I mean, they're a heck of a team. Bob McKill's been there, I feel like, for 32, he's been there for 32 years. And I feel like they're always very, very well coached. They're usually, I feel like, two kind of staples of Bob McKill's team. They're always a very fundamentally sound team. And they're usually a three, good three-point shooting team. Kellen Grady's been there. He's a senior. He's been one of the players of the conference for, you know, all of those years. And he's got Hung Jung Lee. He's got Carter Collins. He's got Brockovic. He's got Jones. I mean, they have a heck of a team. I mean, I could see them making a run too. Mason's going to be tough. Mason, you know, has been playing good ball. I mean, I would like to see the Davidson-Mason game. That's going to be a really good game. Um so, going on in the Saturday games, you know, we'll see. I mean, on paper, the favorites be St. Bonaventure and St. Louis. And then the nine, it'd be VCU, Davidson. But you never know at this conference. Um, another conference, or sometimes we're like, oh, it's all chalk, all chalk. Not in this conference. Not in the way that this season split out. This, see, this conference... I mean, it's cannibalized each other. Anyone, literally, can be any anyone. And you've seen it all, all conference, whole conference late long. Anyone can be anyone on any given night in this conference. It'll be curious to see if that'll change with the um, conference tournament or not. Only time will tell. But um, it should be a con- it should be a fun conference tournament. It's been a fun um, regular season, you know, with COVID. You're bunkered in a lot, you know, watching a lot of ESPN Plus, watching a lot of NBC Sports Network, you know, some um, CBS Sports Network, and a little bit of ESPNU and ESPN, too, here and there, you know, the Friday 10. That was a lot of fun. But now you got the Glenic 10 tournament. You know, get ready. Here's the main event. You know, a lot of games. 
a lot of fun on the weekdays. I know. Hopefully we'll get the three three bids, maybe more. Maybe, you know, hopefully we get the three bids from the A10. Should be a lot of fun. So look forward to it. And uh, thank you for listening.